Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's edition of Bible Bites. We are looking and reading through the scriptures and looking at what God might speak to us as we go through his holy word. So I encourage you to be joining me in reading through the Bible this year. My reading today is found in 1 Kings chapter 10 through 11, and I want to really point out a couple of key elements of these chapters. First of all, chapter 10 is a beautiful chapter um, about the uh, reign of Solomon, how wonderful his reign had become, how much God had blessed him and promoted him. And we find a beautiful story in here about one particular queen, foreign queen that comes to see him, the queen of Sheba. And she visits Solomon because she's heard of his fame and of all that God was blessing him. And so she comes with hard questions. She comes with lots of things. She wants to test his wisdom. She wants to test out and approve for herself and witness for herself what all she's heard because she may think it's too good to be true in a sense. And so she comes. And I want to begin reading um, a few of these verses. I want to read verses 4 through 9 of chapter 10. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers and his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. In other words, she was overwhelmed. She was breathless. It took her breath away. Then she said to the king, it was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half has not or was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men, and happy are those your servants, who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God, who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord has loved Israel forever, therefore he has made you king to do justice and righteousness. And then she gives to the king um, elaborate gifts and all of that in appreciation and so forth. And I just want to point out a couple of things. This is like the, the climax, the um, apex of Solomon's reign. He has just, God has blessed him. There's peace all around. He has built all kinds of elaborate buildings, including the temple of the Lord. He has gold in, um, in innumerable measure. As a matter of fact, later on in that chapter, it says that all of King Solomon's drinking vessels were gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. Not one was silver, for that was accounted as nothing in the days of Solomon. So everything was elaborate. Everything was exquisite. It was beautiful beyond compare. And when the queen comes, she says, the half has not even been told me. And beloved, in the early days in Solomon's reign through this chapter, we see beautiful 
symbolism that will point us to Jesus Christ when he will reign as king. And the beauty and majesty and glory of his kingdom will be beyond compare. And I am certain that maybe we will, and I am certain others will come and say the exact same words she said. Indeed, the half was not even told to me. Hallelujah. So it was a very beautiful time. And God had blessed him, given him peace all around, blessed him in abundance and all of that. And so it's just beautiful to see those patterns. And we see the pictures of Jesus even in his very reign. As a matter of fact, uh, before I leave chapter 10, I want to read two more verses, 24 and 25. Now all the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. Each man brought his present, articles of silver and gold, garments, armor, spices, horses, and mules at a set rate year by year. So the whole world has heard about Solomon at this time, and everybody is coming to see him. Everybody is wanting to be there. Everybody is coming to witness this great blessing. And that is another beautiful picture of Jesus in his reign. However, we see in chapter 11, the end of Solomon's reign and how it declined. And the problem is right there in verse 1. But King Solomon loved many foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, You shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. Here we see Solomon's downfall, Solomon's um, weakness. He went after the women. He loved women and he, um, he allowed them to steal his heart away from the Lord. They, they became his snare to him. And I want to read to you, beginning in verse 16, 6 through uh, 13, 6 through 13. I want to read these verses because I want you to understand what's going on here and the evil that Solomon is doing and why God is angry about it. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord as did his father David. That was verse 6. Verse 7, then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, this is a foreign god, on the hill that is east of Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the people of Ammon. And he did likewise for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. These are false gods. Idolatry has now entered into Jerusalem. Idolatry has now entered in, in full form, willingly from the king himself and his allowance and his acceptance of it into the land of Israel. These are the gods they would bow down and worship. They would burn incense to. Molech, he was the one that they would um, even sacrifice their children their babies, put their babies in the burning fire of Molech. And then they would have drummers that would uh, drum very loudly so that it would drown out the screams of those babies. This is what's going on here. And so it aroused the anger of the Lord. 
and rightly so. Verse 9, So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods. But he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this, and have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I commanded you. I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days for the sake of your father, David. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away the whole kingdom. I will give one tribe or one additional tribe other than just the tribe of Judah, which is where they were from. I will give one tribe, so there were two tribes left for David, to your son, for the sake of my servant David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. And so then we see God begins to raise up adversaries. God is angry with Solomon, because this is not just little mess-ups that Solomon has done, and he's just slipped up and screwed up some, you know, occasionally. This is now turned into many years of idolatrous behavior and allowance and encouragement from Solomon. Solomon build, is building these places. Not only is he allowing his wives, but he is supporting that work and bringing in this, which will be a snare to the children of Israel. And God is not happy about that. God is very angry with Solomon over that. And so... God begins to raise up adversaries, and then the word of the Lord comes to the servant of Solomon, Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and the word is going to be fulfilled, and we see the death of Solomon, and we see that he had reigned a total of 40 years. And the vast majority of those, at least half of those or so, because we learn that he had reigned about 20 years or so at the by the time the temple was finished and all of that, and that was like the height of his his kingdom in the in that time period, maybe that that time, maybe twenty five years of his reign, whatever, somewhere around in there, but then he began to fall into lust with women, and he began to marry into these foreign women and and allow those things and those things to develop in him and those seeds to develop in him, and they they tore him away from the Lord his God, and so beloved, this just shows us how important it is that we not only f start out well, but that we finish well. We need to finish strong. It's important, it's incumbent upon us for us to finish strong and not allow anything to come against us, to draw us away from the Lord, to make us deterred or, or uh, detoured away from the Lord. Solomon began great, but he did not finish well. And we must see to it that we finish strong. We got to keep the faith, cling to the Lord, and not allow anything to draw our hearts away from the Lord. So I just, beloved, I trust that this is a blessing to you because Solomon life, Solomon's life and, and reign does give us beautiful pictures of Jesus and his reign up to a certain point. Because Jesus will never 
fall away and get ensnared and turn away from God like Solomon did. And that's where we see the downfall of Solomon's reign. And so, beloved, it's not just incumbent upon us that we start out right, but that we keep the faith. Paul said at the end of his life, I've kept the faith. I've run my race. I've finished well, in essence, is what he was saying. I've finished strong. And when we do that, we'll be able to greet our Lord and hear him say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I long to hear, and I pray you do too. So I pray that this message has been a blessing to you and an encouragement to you today, and may you join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites. God bless you today.